Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Join the voice of God. Through the Spirit is something that a Christ follower learns over time. It requires that we take time to quiet our minds, open our hearts to the Spirit. As time goes by, we will hear Him speak to all of us through the day, even in difficult, noisy environments. So I have to set aside some time to listen to Him speak. And initially, it's going to have to be a quiet time, where I don't have a lot of other noise. So I can hear, when I open the Word of God, God speaking to me. Many times we don't turn to God until we have a crisis in our lives. At such times, it can be really hard to hear what God may be trying to say to us. The main reason we don't hear God so well then is because we don't have much, if any, practice listening to God's voice when times are going well. Pastor Mark is teaching about the fact that God does want to speak to us. There are many scripture verses that indicate God's desire to tell us how he wants us to live. Until we break down and admit that we can't do this life on our own, we won't be in the frame of mind to hear his voice. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 3 of his message, How to Listen to God. After 40 years of ministry, the number one question people ask me is this. Pastor Mark, I need direction in my life. Business, marriage, all kinds of kids, whatever. I need God's direction. What should I do? Valid question. I want you to look at this list for a moment. And I want to ask you as we go through it, as you sit here this morning, which one of these things do you need in your life? Be honest now. Don't be like that person, well, I don't need any of this. No, 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 you do. I do too. We need to listen to God so we can receive direction. Some of you this morning need direction. Wisdom. Peace. Strength. Pastor Mike, you don't know what I'm going through, man. Man, I need God's strength. Hope. You just got a diagnosis. You're here without hope. Do you need to hear the voice of God? You need to hear the voice of God. Forgiveness. You've blown it this week. Your spouse doesn't know. Your friend doesn't know. But you know. And you hear God say, I heard you ask me for forgiveness. You're forgiven. By the way, what you'll hear from Satan is, you're condemned. Oh, you did it again? You think God's going to answer that? No, you'll hear another voice. Comfort and encouragement. We all need to hear 
those words in those ears. Look at the list for a moment. That was for you. Now look at the list and then look at me. We'll leave the list up there. My neighbor, my coworker, my classmate, every person that I walk to in my neighborhood at the mall, they need exactly the same things in their life. But they're not his sheep, so they will never hear his voice. So what are they? They're sheep without a shepherd. And they can't figure it out. So what did Jesus do? He verbally taught them the Bible. Well, Pastor Mark, okay, that was Jesus verbally speaking. How does he speak to us today? Well, remember in the Old Testament, God verbally spoke to selected people. Abraham, I'm choosing you to be the leader of a family of people called the Jewish nation. And you're going to change the world. Jesus speaking, we just heard in Matthew, Jesus began to teach them. But when was the last time any of us were sitting at home alone and we hear this? Hello, this is God speaking to you. If you do, normally people call a little ambulance and they take you to a certain place. Now, I'm not saying that God can't. I believe there are times, very few, then select people will still hear maybe the actual voice of God or the voice of Jesus. But that's very, 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 very rare. So if God is speaking, and now I know I have to hear him, how does he speak to me? Where I want you to turn next, I'll answer it, easy. John chapter 14, John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 26. When Jesus went back to heaven, just before he went back, since Jesus was not going to be verbally speaking to the disciples anymore, they're also wondering, well, how do we know what to do? Because we followed you every day, because when we got up in the morning, you said, here's the agenda. Now what? We're sheep. We need a shepherd. You're gone. Well, God sent the Holy Spirit. Look at this verse, 26, John 14, 26. But the counselor, and I'll preface this, God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you, notice, how many things? All things. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. So what happened is, That when the Holy Spirit came, and what happens with the Holy Spirit? When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible tells us that God puts within us, listen, the true shepherd. It's Jesus in the person of God the Holy Spirit. So we actually have a shepherd inside of us speaking to us how to do life. And so... Here's the answer to how God speaks to us today. It's simple. You should have already figured it out. Here it is. God speaks to us through God, the Holy Spirit. So the minute you become a Christian, Jesus is in heaven. God is in heaven. But God, the Holy Spirit, is inside you and inside me. And he teaches us. He directs us. He cautions us. He challenges us. 
That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me show you how that works. So God uses the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Now, look at 1 John 2.27. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. Again, that's for Christians. That's when the Holy Spirit comes into you, and you have God living in you. Notice what he says. He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Now, here's the key. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. What do you need to know? The Spirit will teach you everything you need to know. Not some, everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So that is an amazing principle that says this. God is going to speak to us through the person of the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher, our counselor, our guide. But here's the next question you might have. I have it too. Well, if the Holy Spirit lives in me as a Christian, how does he speak to me? How does he speak through me? So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you five ways that God speaks to us, to all of us. So let's take the first one. First thing, way you can write down. Here's the first way God speaks to us. God speaks primarily through the word, the written word, what we call the Bible. God speaks primarily through the written word, the Bible. You say, well, I thought you said, Pastor Mark, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. So the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible, and he speaks through the Bible, primarily in all the five ways, this is the primary way. Turn with your Bibles to a Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Now, without God's revelation, life is lived by speculation. We have all kinds of speculation things today. What's going to happen with the wars that the United States is involved in? We're going to bring some troops home. When are we going to bring the final troops home? What's going to happen in Iraq? The NBA. Are they going to get it together or have a, a strike next year? How about football? Are we going to have any football? Is it not going to be just over with this year? What's the economy do? Are we really going to be in a double dip again? Is it going to, and what's going to happen to our houses? Prices could go down even more. You're kidding me. See, without, without revelation, we speculate. But we don't have to speculate. Pastor Mark, can a person know that they can go to heaven? Absolutely. It's not speculation. We have revelation. Because God's words, all true. So in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus stood one day and he made this amazing statement out of the book of Deuteronomy, Old Testament. He quoted the Old Testament. Notice what Jesus says. It is written, man does not live on bread alone, physical bread, manna, but on every word. Not just some words, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, the Bible is God's complete revelation about himself and about life. The Bible is God's voice to us. The Bible is God's mind to us. The Bible is God's instruction manual. Everything you need to know about God and how to do life is contained in these 66 books. It's God's voice to you and me. Sometimes we misunderstand the Bible. 
Often we hear somebody say this. I just got done, Pastor Mark, reading this powerful book. It's amazing. Well, this is not a collection of man's words and ideas. This is a collection of God. And look at Hebrews chapter 4, and I'll try to explain it to you. For the word of God, say it with me, is it is what? It's living, and it's what? Do you mean, Pastor Mark, if I put a stethoscope to this? Yeah, really. Why is it living? Because it's God-inspired. It came from God himself through the Holy Spirit. It is not dead words. It is living. It is living because it has God's breath in it. Now, some people have the idea that the Bible is outdated. You'll hear people say that. Yeah, but that was from 2,000 years ago. Well, there's a few of those kind of things in there that are cultural, but the main principles of the Word of God never change. From the beginning of time to the end, they never, ever change. It's relevant today. So as you and I begin to study the Bible, it's a living book, and it will make amazing changes in my life. Someone has said this, and I think it's so great. When we open the Bible, it's like God opens his mouth. That's good, isn't it? I wish I thought of it. That's a great statement. See, but many of us don't like it. That's a nice verse there. No, that's God speaking to you. It's living. And the second word we said, it's It's active. It knows exactly where to go. Bing, bing, bing. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, you got me, God. And then when I'm hurting and I need encouragement, wow, right to my need. How can that be with 7 billion people? Because it's living and it's active. By the way, we don't make God's word useful and powerful. It is. It's already powerful. But much of our world, even the religious world today, doesn't believe in the truth of God's word. Now, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 119. We'll be finishing our teaching today in Psalm 119. So just turn there, if you will. Since it's living and powerful, as I read it, what is God going to speak to me? How does that actually work? In Psalm 119, go down to verse 130. Now, notice... It's amazing. It says this. I'll read it in the New Living Translation. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. How many of you are here this morning and you would say, I'm basically a simple person. Let me see your hand. The rest of you, you're confused. You're just a simple person. Oh, I'm very brilliant, Pastor Mark. No, member sheep are what? I'll, for you, I'll use the word D-U-M-B. No, we're just simple. It's because you hear a lot of people say, Pastor Mark, I'd like to study the Bible, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, if you're an unbeliever, true. You can't make any spiritual sense of it. You might make some common sense, but you never make. But what did I just read? It's even effective for the simple person. Sometimes on mission trips, I'm overseas in India, especially in India, been out in the back areas of India, in villages, 
where 90 plus percent of the people that I'm teaching are illiterate. Can God speak to them from his word? Absolutely. You know what's embarrassing? Very often they get it more than I get it. Why? Because of my stinking pride. So the Bible, God says when the word comes, a light will come on. Whoa, it's like revelation. When the teaching of the word happens. Now, the Apostle Paul, and sometimes we misunderstand. We've been studying the Philippians. And as you read the word of God, and as you hear me speaking the word of God to us, Sometimes we don't understand that it's actually God speaking to us. Paul wrote some words that God inspired. So God was speaking these principles to us. It wasn't me. It's just my illustration of the principle. I rewrote that verse, and I want to show you this morning what it's like. Take a look at this verse. God speaks from his word when we did Philippians 3.13. He says this. Forget your past. And let me show you an amazing future, your amazing future that I have planned for you. Now, Paul wrote it. I taught it. But who was speaking to us? God was. What was God saying to you? He was saying to you and me, forget your past sins, your guilt, your doubts, your failures, All those regrets that you have, forget them, put them in the past and go forward because I have an amazing world for you. You can't live unless you let go of your past. Now, I didn't say that to you. God said that to you. It's 100% truth. But the next statement I get from many people is this, Pastor Mark, I love to do it, but I can't. No, you're wrong. That's Satan lying to you. God never asks us to do something that we can't do. So let me give you another verse that Paul wrote. I put it in my words for you. It was a few chapters before. In chapter 2 of Philippians, notice what God said. He already knew we'd make excuses. Here's what God said. God speaks from his word. I'm at work in you right now. And I'm giving you the desire and the power to obey. I'm giving you the desire and the power to put your past behind you. Put your past, shut up and put your past behind you. And go forward. Because I have a world for you. If you step with that luggage, you'll never get anywhere. This isn't Balmer speaking to you. This is your shepherd speaking to you. Nice sermon, Pastor Mark, today. This is not Pastor Mark speaking to you. This is your shepherd speaking to you. Quit making excuses or saying to God, can't happen. God says, can. Do it. Obey me. Well, Pastor Mark, then how do I learn to hear God speak? Just write this one word down this morning for me, would you? Practice. Oh, no. You mean there's work involved? Yeah, practice. You see, 
before we had cell phones, and you could put a little tone to every person. My wife has this way now. I know it's my wife calling. No other thing like it on my phone. I know it's my wife calling. But if that's the only way you know that's your wife's voice, your marriage is in deep trouble today. I know my wife's voice for anywhere. Why? Because I've heard it many times. So I learned to hear God's voice the same way, by practice. Let me read to you. Knowing the voice of God through the Spirit is something that a Christ follower learns over time. It requires that we take time to quiet our minds, open our hearts to the Spirit. As time goes by, we will hear him speak to all of us through the day, even in difficult, noisy environments. So I have to set aside... Some time to listen to him speak. And initially, it's going to have to be a quiet time where I don't have a lot of other noise. So I can hear, when I open the Word of God, God speaking to me. So I want you to turn to 119, Psalm 119, because we're going to do something that's going to give a practice for all of us. It's going to be a practice of learning to hear God speak to us. I'm excited about it because it's going to change our lives together. Now, Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible. It's actually the longest chapter in the Bible. And it contains Psalm 119. Just kind of put your little marker there because you're going to be there over the next few days. It contains 22 sections, eight verses each. Each of those verses really starts with one of 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This is a caustic kind of thing that they did. So the psalm uses eight different terms referring to the Bible. Because Psalm 119 is all about this. God's direction for our life from the Word of God. Psalm 119 is all about the Word of God, the Bible. It's about God's direction and God's promises. So that whole thing is there. Now, I'm going to close with two more things, but I want you to look at me real quick. Listen. Finish this statement. If nothing changes, nothing changes. I know some of you are already saying, well, Pastor Mike, thanks for the challenge. No, for my dead body, am I going to do that? I just want to say this very kindly to you. You'll be the same person a year from now, two years from now. And I won't remind you this. We'll be kind. You'll come to the office. you say, I need an appointment. I need counseling. Why? My marriage is gone. My wife had an affair. My kid's on drugs. I lost my job. I'm depressed. I just want to take my life. And you know why? Because you've never learned. You've never learned to hear from God yourself. Your shepherd's there for you. I can't hear God for you. I have to hear God for me. Finish this statement. If something changes, hallelujah. Just turn to your neighbor right now and say, something's going to change. Go ahead. Just do it. Something's going to change. Something's going to change. Hallelujah. It's going to change us. It's going to change us. We're going to hear God speak. Today, we were reminded how much God cares about us. We all have difficulties that we need solutions to. and God's always ready to provide wisdom to us. Pastor Mark taught the ways God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, through His Word, the Bible. It's important to remember that God's always there, but we have to pursue Him if we want answers from Him. We 
know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This closes out the message, How to Listen to God, Part 1. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin Part 2. He will be teaching us about other ways that God might communicate with us. We'll learn the importance of viewing circumstances through God's eyes and start to see the value of having mature Christ followers speaking into our lives to impart wisdom to us. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. May God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.